Hello and welcome. Come take a ride on the Fury Road, the podcast dedicated to everything Mad Max Fury Road. We hope you're having a fantastic day today. We are your hosts, Kat and Wes. Hello. So today's today's journey, today's roadmap is being focused on the good guys of Mad Max Fury Road. If you recall, last time it was all about the bad guys. If you didn't listen last time, that's okay. Come come party with us and talk about these good guys anyway. Yeah, the bestest of the good boys and girls. Mostly girls. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be pretty rapid fire because, well, there's five wives to go through. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely, it's just the scratch on the surface here. Hopefully you'll want to know more after this. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So before we get started, just to make the note as we do before every single one, just that what we talk about is either based on the events of the film, uh, things that you read, I just screwed that up, things that you would have read in the comic book prelude, and additional information that I've scrounged up from interviews with the cast, news articles, and the Art of Fury Road book. So for some reason, when I wrote up this this preliminary list, I just kind of left out Max. Because <laughs> I just, I I guess like we've had three movies focused on him so much. And a I lot. Figured... And I feel like the uh, the first recording we did, we, we, we talked about almost, almost exclusively Max. We were talking about the background of everything because the background of the entire world follows Max. So we, I feel like we've gone over Max quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to start with the female protagonist, known as Furiosa. So the fun, the fun thing is that, like, the originally she didn't really, she didn't have a name. Like, the character didn't have a name, and the whole idea was that she would kind of only be called the warrior woman, the imperator, the praetorian. I think I pronounced that wrong, but I'm having a day. Uh, praetorian, yeah. Imperator and praetorian are both terms from ancient Rome, I believe. Praetorian were like the elite guard of further Roman uh, gardens intelligence force back in the old days of the Roman Empire. And Imperator was like a high-ranking Roman member. So that for some reason, they, they were hard on a Roman motif for I mean, Morton Joe thinks he's a god, so why not go that route? Yeah, I get it. And she's kind of got that, uh, like, a gladiator quality to her. I get I get it. I, I see where they're going. <laughs> So while uh, the whole idea that there isn't a whole lot known about some of the other characters' backgrounds, especially, well, especially really prior to their lives in the Citadel, we do know a little bit about Furiosa's. So basically, she was born in the Green Place, this amazing place that they are really searching for in this film. And it was like, wow, she was... She was actually, yeah, she was actually born there, and she was part of the Vuvalini of many mothers. So uh, I thought it was cool that they taught her how to read. It was kind of a standalone fact I found. Yeah, that, that in and of itself possesses a lot of power. Yeah, it sure does. So throughout the, uh, in the film, she states that her mother was Mary Jo Bassa, her initiating mother being K.T. Concanon, and her clan being Swaddle Dog, which is fun to note just with the part of uh, her initiating mother's name being Kokanon. The name is actually one that appears in the original script for Mad Max 
And Con Cannon is a rookie MFP officer who apprehended the Knight Rider. In part of the script, one of the lines is, 18 hours ago, he goes berserk down in Sun City. A probie named Con Cannon picks him up. So that's pretty cool. I really like that they do manage to dig in those, to weave in those little pieces. Yeah, it shows that they were really connected to the, uh, try to stay connected and stay true to the, uh, like, the script and try and make everything kind of fit together and use stuff from the older to kind of fit the, the same general theme of naming and all that kind of stuff. Yes, especially because, like, I thought it was just fun because even though they did, like, retcon the whole timeline, I think it's cool that they still mm-hmm. kind of brought back little pieces. So at least if you've been around for a while, you can pick up on them and be like, hey... Yeah, it's like a little little treat for the ones who've been along for the ride the whole time. So while Furiosa started out in this green place, that was obviously very marvelous. I mean, it's not the wasteland or the citadel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, of course, attacked and kidnapped along with her mother when she was a child. Her mother died shortly after they were taken. In the film, she says it had been around 7,000 days since she was stolen from obviously when the time when she and the remainder of the Gulini met again. So I legitimately did math and that's about 20 years, which Oof. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in the film, she, I mean, it's Charlize Theron, but she looks like she's thirties maybe. Which, so yeah. I mean, I mean, she was like probably, probably 10 or young teens somewhere in that region, maybe when, when she was taken. Yeah, yeah. So then it definitely comes into, you know, when that was, and so at some point, maybe it was shortly after she was originally kidnapped, maybe a little longer, she originally was brought to the Citadel to be one of Immortan Joe's wives, which, you know, creepy, hate it, hate it. So basically, he discovered that she could not bear children, which means that she was essentially not... She was essentially worthless to him. That's horrible, but he's horrible. He kind of he kind of gave her to one of his imperators who turned around and actually became her mentor. And he, you know, he let her join him. He taught her everything kind of he knew about these war rigs and about war in general. Yeah, this uh, this apparently low-key nice guy imperator that we don't really know anything else about other than he... He helped save some some part of her that could that turned her from like a victim into a, a badass. And so then, after this mentor, who will never be known as more than mentor, was killed, right. she kind of took over his position. But she really she really quickly earned the rank of imperator, and well, became one of Joe's best and fiercest warriors. And then the whole, of course, like in the movie, you don't learn either how she lost her arm or if she lost it or if she was you know born without it but in the prelude comics you learn that she lost her arm in a battle where she was serving a morton joe and so and that as a i'm not sure if i read that it was kind of an award like a reward for being such a good you know warrior servant kind of thing she got this mechanical prosthetic arm which is ridiculously rad <laughs> yeah which is like yeah, insanely useful and and uh, like really amazingly uh 
well put together and works great for being in a weird post-apocalyptic place that is so full of sand and dirt. I can't imagine <laughs> the mechanics involved there. So not only was she the only woman in Joe's military ranks, probably ever. Well, yeah, definitely ever. Mm. She also, in just in the comic books, I read that she had a nickname of Bag of Nails. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I sure. mean, that's that's about as creative as the war boys get. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so at a certain period of time, Furiosa was ordered by Joe to protect his wives, his prized treasures. And so this, had to, this was more of an overtime thing. But after a certain point, she really bonded with the wives and became super protective of them, which, you know, makes sense. So she eventually tells them about the green place, green place, and then next thing you know, you know, they're gone. <laughs> they're <Right>. being busted out. <laughs> so like, you know, hell yeah to that. <laughs> and so she mentions in the, you know, in the film that she herself really wants to find redemption. And I really kind of think that she's hoping she can find that redemption in the act of freeing these women and taking them to this place that she knows is safe and that is good and they'll never have to deal with Joe or any of those nightmares again. Yeah. She kind of went like full circle, right? Like she, I mean, she came in as a, she was, you know, kidnapped a young kid and was set up to just be another, uh, another uterus for Martin Joe to use. Cause that's all he cares about. And then basically just ended up doing what she had to, to survive. And then I, at some point uh, after she's, elected to um, protect and take care of the wives realizes that she's not on the right side of things and just kind of turns into like hundred percent goes into that protector of the wives thing to the point where she's like, yeah, you know what the most, the best thing uh, for them is that they, you know, I'm going to make them feel better by telling them about this great place that I came from. And actually they enjoy it so much that uh, when out, let's, let's get out of here. I'm going to protect them forever. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah. And with that, we have reached the end of today's road, today's episode. So if you liked what you heard, please, you know, follow, like, subscribe, share, press that button, smash that heart, whatever. Yeah, hit the thing. I don't know which thing, but there's, there's always a thing. So thank you for listening. Just like for real. So this is, this is us. This has been On the Fury Road. Check us out on wherever you may get your podcasts. So till next time, keep it shiny, keep it chrome. Bye, guys.